0: we're the peas and this is our podcast i'm peyton i'm eliza i'm abby and i'm sophia today we will be reviewing the theme of rebellion in the pages 66 through 106 of fahrenheit 451
1: so since our theme is rebellion do you guys have any stories about it well
2: once my mom told me to make my bed and i really just didn't want to make my bed and so, I straightened the top blanket, but underneath,
1: it was all messy. Dun, dun, dun! So,
3: um, I, I was actually wanting something a little deeper. Abby, do you have something? I do. Once, when I was really little, um, my brothers and I didn't want to go golfing. And so, um, we decided that if we had gone golfing, the dogs at home would miss us and feel not cared for. And so um, my brothers and I made a bunch of signs and protested going golfing. And we still went golfing anyway. But that's my story of rebellion.
0: At least you still rebelled. Now on to the recap. 30 seconds. Go! Go! So um,
2: Montag has his books, and he and Mildred are going through reading them all. And while they're reading once, they hear a dog come by, and they hear it, like, sniffing around the door. And um, they don't, like, know what it is. And Montag had turned off the um, thing that tells if someone's at the door. And um, Mildred has her friends over, and Montag reads a segment of a book to them. And one of her friends starts crying and says she's going to report him. And then the next day, Montag goes to work. They get an alert saying that a house has books, and they... Um, Go
0: to his house. Time's up. Okay, Eliza. Now it's your turn. Ready? Set? Go!
1: So Montag and Mildred are reading the books and Mildred is still kind of freaking out about it. And she's not sure she believes in what they're saying. Like, she thinks it's just stupid still. But, um, later that night she has her friends come over and Montag pulls out a book and reads a little bit of it. And then they, they get mad and one of them starts crying and the other leaves and uh, then later he goes into work and bd's just acting kind of weird and being confusing and they go they go all right
0: time's up good job and don't forget that montag um fire montag's fireman friends show up at his house and they act like they're gonna burn his stuff um but now before we start discussing our topic we're going to answer a question from one of our followers Riley from Iowa asks, You mentioned that people on TV are called aunts and uncles. How do you think that relates to our society today?
1: I think it relates to our society today because um, with how much time people are spending on screens instead of like in person with each other, it seems kind of like you treat people on screens more like family and like sometimes people are just like sit and watch TV shows and just like feel connected to them more than they feel connected to real people sometimes
2: i agree and like if you need advice about something i feel like nowadays instead of like going to their family first some people just like post on social media hey help me with this or help me with that
0: now on to our discussion sophia why do you think rebellion is so important in society Um, I think that rebellion is important in society even today because
2: without rebellion people just like listen to what people tell them and if they don't um, like rebel and think for themselves then um, everyone's just going to listen to one person and you only get one side of the information. What do you think Eliza?
1: Yeah and going off of that um, a lot of change that happens is like If somebody wants something to change, they get together a big group who agrees with them and sometimes they'll, like, protest. That's one of the main ways people rebel today, and it helps bring a lot of change and helps others, like, understand their side of the story. Um, Abby, do you have
3: any ideas? Um, yeah, I was trying to find, um, one of the pages in the book that talked about, like, what you said where, um, people can, like, band together, um, to rebel, I guess. And so, um, I was looking for, I think it's page 81, shows a lot of how Montag is trying to, like, gather some people to join him. And, um, in, a, on page 81, he says, um, he's asking Faber to, like, join him, and he says, this afternoon, I thought that if it turned out that books were worthwhile, we might get a press and print some extra copies, and that's, like, showing how, um, Montag is trying to get Faber to, like, join him by, um, printing extra copies of a book to rebel. Do you think Faber is going to help him? I think Faber is going to help him because at the end of that, like, little chunk where he was talking to Faber, Faber was kind of like, fine, okay, we'll see how this works out, and um, he gave Montag, like, kind of an earpiece so that they could communicate with each other and see, like, how things were going.
1: I was thinking, like, along that too, Faber seems a little more cautious than Montag, and, like, it's talked about how back before everything changed, he was like an English teacher or something. But he's just like, kind of, He before he kind of wanted to rebel a lot more, but now he's just kind of like sitting back. And that's why he gave um, Montag like a, a green earpiece where they could communicate because he just wants to sit back, but he still wants to help.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, and I really like how Ray Bradbury made Faber, like, the mentor to Montag. He's kind of wise, and he's more like, just, he doesn't get angry at things as much as Montag does, and he's trying to, like, get Montag to, like, not be so fiery about everything.
2: Do you think that now that um, people have discovered that Montag has books, that Faber is still going to want to help Montag?
0: I think that, because Faber's not really in any real danger, because I don't think that they know that Faber's really helping him. Um, but I feel like if, like, anything is linked to Faber, then I feel like Faber will kind of get cold feet, because he's a lot more cautious, like Eliza said earlier. What do you think, Eliza?
1: Um, I, I forgot what page it was on, but I think um, there was something about how BD found out that the green earpiece um was some sort of communication device because um bd was like saying something to montag about him getting all clever and i wonder if they will find out that it's faber helping him or not
2: um eliza do you think that you would
1: rebel against this society if you were in a situation like this Well, it depends on what position I would be in. If I was in the same position as Mildred and, like, had completely been raised to, like, just be a certain way and not really think for myself, I might not, like, rebel because I wouldn't know any better. But since Montag is a fireman and he knows about books and knows a little bit of the history from them, he... He has more of uh, more background information to help him rebel Abby. What do you think
3: um I was thinking um this was kind of a while ago, what you said Eliza but um the when you were talking about um or maybe it was Peyton how um Faber might get like cold feet, and uh, I was thinking about this book that I read about a year ago called the last book in the universe and it's another dystopian um fiction book i can't remember who the author is but um in the book this boy named spaz um is trying to get to eden and um he is joins with an old man named Ryder, who is very wise and that kind of reminded me of fahrenheit 451 because um, Montag is joining with Faber, who is also very wise. And in the end of the last book in the universe, Ryder dies. So I wonder if Faber will die in the end.
1: So another question I had for, for you, Abby. Um, Why do you guys think that rebellion is so important in this book?
3: I think rebellion is really important in this book because um, just like any other book, um, there has to be a change in the plot or um, the like. It'll never change. Like the setting will never change if you don't take a lead. And um, I think that's why rebellion is so important in Fahrenheit fifty one. Or else the plot would never change in the book. It'd just be the same.
2: I also think that um, without rebellion, their society would be like too plain. And if they didn't have those people that, like, rebel against them and think for themselves, then, like, I don't. I just feel like it wouldn't be, like, the same, um, like, thing, the way that it all goes.
0: Yeah, I agree. So a question that I have for you, Sophia, is how would you define rebellion? And do you think rebellion can be a small thing, or does it have to be, like, big and flashy? So I would say that
2: rebellion is just, like, going against someone's rules. So I think that it could be small, so it could be, like not making your bed when your mom asks you to but it could be like in this book where you go against the government and you read books when you're not supposed to and do things like that
1: yeah i agree with that it can definitely be a small thing like uh, one person reading one book probably won't be a big deal it's a pretty small thing a small way of rebelling but it could lead into a big rebellion
3: um uh... Kind of like what off of what you said, Eliza, um, I have a question for you. In what way did Montag rebel against his society, and how did this start?
1: Um, I think it started by him just reading one book, but he's gotten ideas from that and seeing other people and reading books and what have happen- has happened to them, and uh, I think finding Faber helped a lot, and it's escalating now.
2: I agree, and I think watching the woman, like, in the house when she burned her house down with her and her books, I think that he probably thought about the fact that, um, why would someone care so much to be, to die with these books, and I think that the curiosity of why someone would care so much that they die with the books, like, why would someone feel that way, so he's just wondering also, like, what it's like to read, because, to learn why people would want to die with them
3: what do you think abby yeah i think that um when montag burned that lady with her books he had kind of like that huge realization moment and he realized like how passionate how passion felt i guess so um i have a question how did montag decide what he felt passionate about and why did he think that his society wasn't fulfilling his passion I
0: feel like it really just came down to, like, his realization. And we kind of talked about that in the last podcast, but he really just realized that there's something more to life than just burning stuff. And I feel like also getting the input from other people who think differently um, is very different from what he was used to. And with, like, Clarice and Faber, they both kind of talk to him in a different way than he's ever been talked to. And I feel like that really influenced his, like, standpoint and, like, how he switched. So what do you think, Eliza?
1: I think, yeah, I think Clarice really, like, sparked his interest in finding out what the true meaning to life was and what was wrong with society. With the one question, are you happy? That really made him think about everything and decide that he wasn't actually happy.
0: Okay, so another question that I had is, do people have to believe in something to stand behind it, and how do you think this reflects in Fahrenheit 451? So,
2: I think that people should have a reason to stand behind something, and, like, they should have their reason for, like, why they're protesting against this or why they're doing that, but um, I think that a lot of people don't in, like, in times of, like, frazzlement, where Um, someone's like I'm going to go protest for this and you're just like oh cool I'll come join you but I feel like you really need to like know what you're standing up against in order to um, in order to um, truly get your message across
1: yeah I agree with that like I don't think you can truly stand for something without believing in it There's, like, that casual kind of protesting. Like, it's not really casual, I guess, but, like, just going with your friends because they ask you to. But if you really want to be into something, you have to believe in it, I think.
2: Um, so who do you guys think reported Montag? And do you think Mildred would really just, like, not care about Montag enough that she would report him? Or do you think one of her friends did it?
1: I think that, um, one of her friends did it, um... like the one that got super mad and walked out I think the one that cried might have understood but um the one who just got mad and walked out I'm pretty sure she did
3: yeah I agree with you Eliza I also think that it could be Mildred I think it's kind of unlikely but I think that Mildred might have done it out of just like being purely concerned and like worried for Montag because this is like a whole new personality for him.
2: Um, So, I kind of agree with, um, like, where you're coming from, and I really agree with the fact that Mildred did it, and I think she honestly kind of did it out of, like, embarrassment for herself, like, oh my gosh, my husband is reading a book in front of my friends, and, like, she's worried that if she doesn't report them, then people are going to report against her, and she's going to be the one in trouble, and I think she's just trying to cover for herself by reporting, so I think that Mildred did it.
1: I think if Mildred did it, she would have done it out of anger at Montag because um, she, like, he made her friends upset, and they said they're never coming back. And she probably would have been super mad about that. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Peace
2: out.